Okay, you're rolling. Sick. What's going on, everybody? Sorry to start on a yawn, but uh, it's indicative of uh, how I'm doing things these days. Uh, B Tech Philosophers, welcome. It's me, Michael Odewale. Elliot Steele, episode 36. 36, man. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. We usually have a guest on. But today we're thinking of doing things a little bit. This is usually what we do on the Patreon. All, all our guests five. rejected us. They, <laughs> there was five people who said they couldn't make the podcast. I wanted to hide that from the audience. We, are, we asked uh, a few people, a few good people who maybe we'll get on in the future, but also maybe uh, we'll ban them for life for rejecting us. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad we didn't just start really scraping the bottom of yeah. the barrel. Yeah, I mean, not that any of the people who might be listening to us, but no comedians listen to podcasts. No, but but we didn't like start going, you know. Well, do you know, in the early days, we used to just do it. We did it for us for like the first 15 or 16. It oh, was just yeah. us. This is it. We're about to. This is what we do on the Patreon. Sign up to the Patreon, 350 a month, and you get 350 a month. We are bankrupting ourselves by keep doing the second videos. Yeah, in this in this in this economy it should be a bit more. But uh you know what, we just want to give you that extra content. We we have a, a slight socialist model on this podcast. Mm, I disagree with it, but we we do have one. Yeah, if we if I could restart it I would go ultra capitalist. You know, late stage capitalism. Just the whole thing paywalled. I want some of you intense because you were paying for this yeah. for our Patreon. In our ideal world there would be an ad after every five minutes. Yeah, 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 oh, 100%. And even then when we're podcasting, we're just selling whatever we... Yeah, our logo behind us, like it starts coming up with adverts for dominoes, <laughs> things that are just going to really distract from the podcast. But that's the world we live in, people. That's the dream. That's the world we live in. Hey, man, the economy is uh, it's actually getting better now that Truss, she fired uh, Kwasi Karting. Okay, why, why is it getting better? Well, because they got this Jeremy Hunt guy in. Okay. I know, I know politics. Don't look at me like that. Okay. No, then, no, I don't know. You know politics. He reversed all the things. Okay, so but do you do you understand about the economy? So, no. Explain. No, I don't know. Okay, but. okay. I was, I was hoping one of us would would take the the baton. No, I know, but this is what I think people do nowadays: is they're like the economy's getting better, and you go, right? What does that mean? Yeah, and was not expected to be asked to explain that in any way. But I think like. So how how do you feel about this? Because uh, it's quite a philosophical thing in a way. Liz Truss mm. has U-turned mm. on all the things that she said she was going to do yeah. uh, economically. She's done a complete U-turn. Do you have any respect for that? I guess you would say, well, if you've done something wrong in politics, you should be allowed to turn back. It, it, it'd be worse if, you just had to stand there and go, I'm staying with this decision despite the clear and obvious effects of it are going to cause these issues. So I think that's a very good thing. But I think the problem is, is everyone went, when she was doing it, these are going to cause these clear and obvious issues. Like literally 10 seconds after it came out, everyone's like, this is terrible. Yeah. And it's only now that it's become very clear that everybody's told her, all the analysis is, mm. all the people in the party say, you're out if you do this. And now she's turned. But why? But this is the thing. Why would you want that position of power at the minute? Why would you want to be prime minister when it's a poison chalice? You've got to be really fucking stupid to go for it. So anyone who's smart who could probably help in the Conservative Party's guide, we're going to lose the election by a landslide. That's an accepted fact now. Yeah, but it's the ego, isn't it? Like, why would you, you want the top job? Just so the history book says you had the top job, even if it just says for the shortest amount of time possible. Mm, I guess it's like when you're like, I want to start closing. 
Yeah. And then you get there and you're like, oh, I get home late. I get home late, gotta get the last train. And you gotta deal with them at their drunkest. Yeah. Great power comes great responsibility. You start, you closed the gig on uh, Friday. Where was I? I don't know, you was telling me about it. Oh shit. Southampton or something. Yeah, yeah, I had to do 40 minutes. How long did you do? I did 25 minutes. Uh, first of all, <laughs> I wanna make it clear. Who, who puts a 40? Who the fuck wants a 40? Nobody want. they don't want a 40. The people working there, staff, they don't want a 40. MC don't want a 40, I don't want a 40. I don't even know if I have a 40 anymore. <laughs> I had an hour, but I don't even know if it's a 40 in a club. There's a whole other 15 minutes uh, there, and you're like, nah. Nobody was sad when I sharp shop after 25 minutes, which is an indictment of how my set <laughs> <laughs> was going, perhaps. But nobody was like, oh, man, that extra 15. Extra 15 would have ruined it. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Sometimes I, I tell comics this, you know, if you get to 15 minutes, book to do 20, get to 15 and you know it's only going to go downhill from there. Just stop. Ooh, I disagree on that, bro. You will, don't get me wrong, you'll never get booked by that club again. <laughs> you'll never, this is partly why I give them this advice. You'll never get booked by that club again. So you can get on earlier. <laughs> you will never get, uh, I get to go home earlier, first of all, if you cut short by 15, by five minutes. But you will leave with the crowd being like, oh, that was a great set of 15 rather than five minutes where you know you're going to end badly because that's what people remember. I think when you first start playing the clubs, it should be a 15 when you're middling. And if you're new, I think they should give you 15 because 10, to explain to people, you'll do like a 10 and your 10 will, you'll be at a point where you've been doing a 10 for like six years and it'll be killing. Maybe even like four years or something and you're killing and then you get booked for a 20, your trial 20. Mm. And that is such a big jump. That extra five, because it has to be has to be a good last five. It has to end on a high. And you know, let's sometimes people say we're too comedy. Let's make it. Let's say you work in an office, mm. nine to four. You're doing your best work, and then you got four till five. You know you ain't feeling it. Just leave. Mm. Leave the office. It's exactly the same as someone sitting there at a cubicle every day, having to walk out and do twenty minutes. <laughs> You... Where they've been given food, <laughs> they get like two hundred and twenty quid, and they get as much as they want to drink. Listen, that's some comedy clubs, by the way. That's some comedy clubs. You know, you're not gonna do that Excel chart the best of your ability. So just go home. Yeah, you will get fired. I haven't worked in an office, you can tell, uh, but you might get fired. But that nine to four period, woo, you're on fire. Mm. Uh, but there's a thing in offices where people barely do the work as it is. I've I've read this. They've it, called, they're calling it quiet quitting. Yeah, they where people. Because basically the amount of work that there is to do, they they're booked for an eight-hour day. So you're booked for the amount you're paid for the amount of time you work, not how much work you get done. Yeah. So you need to make you could get all the work done in two to three hours, but you now need to make it look like it takes eight hours because that that then makes you look valuable. You need to be there. So people are like there's this sort of whole thing where people are like we don't even need as long a work day as we got now in things where it is offices like, and things like that well that's why the whole working from home thing people were enjoying because it's like i'm in my own environment mm. i i don't necessarily have to be on a clock from this time to this time but i just have to get this work done mm. and they will find it quite productive but i think a lot of companies are like we want you back in the office so we can watch over you it's very traditional even though the results are showing that people are fine working from home you know, own hours, they can be trusted. Just they like having that overlord watching over you thing. 
Yeah, that's that comes that comes from those uh, like Victorian times, like the, the factory worker who wants mm, you must come here and do this and do that, and we still have that with that with that power that comes with that job of being a boss. Do you know? What but I mean? Based on this year alone, right? Let's say your gigs were paid based on how much you made them laugh in the gig. Would you be in the black or in the red? Oh, I'd be in the black. You'd be in the black. I'd be in the black. Yeah, the black's bad, right? Black is good. I'd be in the black. But I reckon I would be. You'd be in the black. But I, I, it's, oh man. Because I know we don't want to be too comedy centric on this podcast. We do like to stay away you, from You it. make it comedy centric. I'll, I'll make it for the layman. All right. I'll metaphor. For people, do, is there is someone in your office or it, wherever you work, yeah? Give me a job. Ice cream man. All right, is it? That's a solo job. It doesn't work okay. with the analogy I want to do. Ice cream parlor. Oh, okay, right. I can work with ice cream. Bar. Say there's someone in the ice cream parlor, yeah, whose job it is is to bring in the ice cream, put it in the freezer so you can serve it. That would actually be a, a separate contractor because they're delivering the ice. Cream. Oh fuck. Okay, right. So let's say well, their job is to put sprinkles on. Their job is to, uh, their job is to put the sprinkles on the ice cream. And they don't do it properly. They always fuck up the sprinkles. So now they're like have... a special needs volunteer. Like why? What? They have one job, yeah, which is well, to put sprinkles on. Well, my my point. Maybe we're better off using the the comedy analogy okay, because this is spiraled <laughs> out of control, and we're about a we're about to slag off the special needs. <laughs> Mike's like Mike's like yeah. I was just trying to use a nice analogy for bad comedians, <laughs> and you're there like yeah. We got one of those fucking you know in dribbling all over the stuff. I'm like whoa whoa whoa. Where are we going with? No, they got a a, a badge on that says please be kind. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to get them. You got to sign. To them to take their earmuffs <laughs> off <laughs> so you can have a word. They're doing, they're doing, they're, they're, they're you know, they're, they're right. getting experience in the workplace by putting sprinkles on ice cream, so you can't shout at them. They keep licking the sprinkles <laughs> off before they give it to customers. We're trying, <laughs> who the fuck hired this person? <laughs> okay. The analogy go. I'll, I'll make it work. So, so that well, that was the night. So, 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 have you have had that thing here? Where there'll be someone like who's emceeing or something, and they just don't, in any way, shape, or form, get the room ready. It's not their night. It's, uh, but that, and, I, and let me say this now: I am not the world's greatest emcee. Mm. I'm not likable enough, really. For the, it takes it takes a few minutes for me to get going to the crowd. Yeah, the, yeah, you watching? You're like, oh, I see what he's doing now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, uh, it, but I come across very aggressive. Yeah. Which I'm trying to work on as a person, but you, you, for life, not just for comedy. Yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, it's because I got this accent. Yeah, yeah. Bro, if I was fucking, oh man, I wish I went private school. So you tip? Oh, oh, hello. And then I could be one of those comedians. Who, who, do you know what I noticed? Yeah, if you guys noticed this, we got we got lovely Roman in the studio today. What's going oh. on, bro? Yeah, what's up, people? People might have heard him before, especially on the Patreon episodes. We've had big in-depth chats about this. I'm uh, just reintroducing on the public episodes. But have you guys noticed this yet? Mm. I was talking about uh, this with another comedian, right? If you're a middle-class, privately educated comedian and you do a joke and it's a shit joke, you can go, hey, guys. Comedy, am I right? Hey, when the comedy's time starts, mm. this guy gets going. This guy, I'm the guy. This guy's doing it. Yeah. And and everyone will go, oh, that's very clear because he's pointed out it's, it's it not actually that good a joke. Yeah. 
But then you can't do that if you're working class. Because no. people are just like, that fucking idiot with that joke. <laughs> oh, God, that's the kind of humour we've come for, have it? No, well, you know what you can do? Your Every comic is allowed free. Well, that didn't work. Yeah, that didn't work. And then you'll get like a laugh of, oh, have he At admit. a new material night. Our professional night, I think you can go, fair enough. Yeah. You can you got one of those. I had about eight of them on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even joking. On a on a Saturday night at let's say a top comedy club, yeah. you're allowed a couple two. Fair enough, that didn't work. You didn't like that one. When's the last time you've been at a top comedy club and you've had to do it that didn't work? I've had I've done a well, you guys didn't like that one. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But I can't do that seven times. No, I know, but that's not that's not you going, your joke doesn't land and you go, Whoa, comedy guys here. Whoa, we're gonna and because you've cause you've gone to Cambridge, everyone's like, This is this is goofy. His dad's it's, a chancellor. He shouldn't be saying it. It's you know so I mean? meta, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I just fucking gets on my nerves. It is this thing like, I've noticed it like I've I've got in trouble for turning up to gigs in tracksuits, innit? Uh, mm, because you shouldn't do I fucking, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm coming to your free, it's, whoa, I'm not turning up to the Ritz. I'm not meeting the king. Comedians, fucking the, the, the Rat Pack. They used to wear suits. Fucking yeah, that's the Sammy Rat Sammy Davis pack. Jr., Frank right. Sinatra. And they were doing, they were doing residencies in Vegas. <laughs> I'm turning up to a comedy club that, How, in, a, in the downstairs of a pub where they, uh, the, half the audience is kegs. Sorry that I've, uh, sorry I haven't gone to Ralph Lauren and <laughs> oh dad I better go rent a tux. I'm doing the chuckle fuck brother in in Hackney. <laughs> How do you get to doing residencies in Las Vegas? You treat every show like it's Las Vegas. That's how. Bro, turn up to some of those fucking. Have uh, you ever got like some of those gigs that are in London on Tuesday? Which ask you, have you ever done one of these gigs where they're like, hey, do you mind doing an Instagram post about it? Oh yeah, I'll get my fans to come see me. At your fucking terrible gig. I don't want anybody to know I'm here. I, I, do you know what? I, I could have murdered someone. I wouldn't use this as an alibi. <laughs> <laughs> Just send me down. Right. There, there's, this, there's this guy who used to run gigs here called Mark. He's still around, Martin Besserman, right? Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Oh, but, oh no. Oh, I could have used some of that money. But Martin, Martin, Martin Besserman gigs, no one ever got paid. No, yeah, that's true. No man. one ever got paid at Martin Besserman gig, yeah. So, some of us might still be on the Martin Besserman circuit. So. <laughs> Easy, people. Uh, oh, just calm down, Elliot, man. No, burning my, bridges. Oh, my God. <laughs> burning the bridge. You should fucking thank me. <laughs> Bro, I, I swear to God, yeah, I turned up to a, a first day gig of his one time. It's actually in the room where the, I was talking to you before. The Camden the Camden Eye is, or whatever it's called. It's actually now a really good gig, like run by these open micers, but it's a fucking fun gig. And uh, it was in there, and I saw another pro comic, and I said to him, yeah, when we were both there, I went, do you know what this is like? This is what doing a Martin Bessman gig was like, and you'll see another comedian you know. It's like you've gone to the strip club on your own. And you've seen another guy who you know who's gone to the strip club on his own. Yeah. And you both know you can never mention it again. Yeah. Like you just you just got a sort of Hey, you're married with kids. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you here? You've both told the wife you've popped out <laughs> to get milk and you just you just, I just need this. I need this. But you know, here's the thing, Elliot, you have to accept no matter what gig you're doing, it's show business. Yeah. So you're in show business. If there's five people in a room, you got a microphone, it's show business. Cool. Why can't I be in a tracksuit sometimes? Because it's show business. What's show business 
about tracksuit bottoms. Show business is, bro, it's authenticity. Show, show business is presenting. No, here's my point. Do, do you think that these people have come out, because they're, they're not in control of how shit the night is, but they've just come out to see some comedy. Mm. Do you not think you have to present in a way that's like, I have a basic bit of respect <laughs> for you? Audience member, you five people. You were meant to do forty minutes, <laughs> and you did twenty-five, and you're about to give me shit because I'm because I'm not wearing some fucking weird fleece like you do. Or nobody, stage. nobody wanted forty. But I showed basic respect. I turned up. I turned. <laughs> you turned up. Well, <laughs> I, I can't control how the material is received, but I can at least control the my my how I look on on the stage. I feel like that's that's a basic request. Right. Okay. I feel. I feel like I I do some. I'm just alright, but I've. Like, Vox Life turn up in my trackies. Everyone's cool with it. Yeah, I, I guess. Vox, I guess. But my point is, when a, a privately educated comedian has their, you know, hey, guys, I'm in a tracksuit on stage. Isn't that weird? Aren't I kooky? It's, it's seen as like, oh, hoo, 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 look at them. They're dressing in a tracksuit. But when you actually do it, you're seen as, a, as someone, you know, who's not from that world. You're seen as scum. I think you'll just have a, 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 what's the, a complex. Yeah, probably. Least. Also, pilots, there's no good reason why a pilot needs to wear a suit. Yeah, that's true. So if a pilot turns up... I would have, like, <laughs> you know what? If I saw a pilot in a tracksuit, yeah, I would not get on that In a Nike fleece. What's up, man? Oh, yeah. my God. Imagine, imagine when you were boarding the plane, your pilot went to spudge you. <laughs> I'm straight back out. You'd, I'm not flying on an airline where a pilot spuds me. There's just certain jobs where you need the, the, the look. I agree. I agree. But I'm going to say comedian is it, I should be based on my material and my performance. But you wouldn't turn up in tracksuit to all and every gig. No, because some gigs are, you know, are like, yeah, some gigs. If I'm going to the store, then, yeah, because that, you know, people have paid a lot of money for their night out. I can make a fucking Jeff Innocent doesn't. And he, he rocks it well, to be nah, fair to him. That's different, man. That's, he, that's years in the game. Also, like, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. That's also true. can't afford. Some people can afford the store. Some people can't. So do they just have a shittier attire because they can't afford? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I I live that as well. Do you know what I mean? I wish I could fucking, I wish I could fucking go to the you know the the nightclub in Mayfair. I can't, I can't afford it. What do I do? I go to a Yates. Yeah, and I accept that it's a lot shitter. But why should the serv Why should the service be shitter? Because you why you, can't poor people get, what, get nice things? You get what you pay for. Yeah, no, that's fair. Sorry that the sorry that the comedy night where the flyers like written in crayon, <laughs> and they've made a big deal about my one Comedy Central. That's when I know the gig's gonna be. You know when they bring up like, oh, they've been oh we got we got a TV person. You're like, no one has ever seen me on TV, bro. Yeah, I was talking to American comic. Mm. They said in America they love when they they say your credits. Yeah, the audience give you more respect. Yeah, like oh this is someone worth listening to over here. I feel like they like cross their arms and like, oh yeah, you've been on TV, show me, show me what you got. Yeah, I've, I've been to America and the gigs out there, they're like obsessed with what you've done. And when you tell them your credits, they're like, <gasps> if you're like, I've done it. Was anyone impressed by your credit? Yes, because Comedy Central is a way bigger thing over there than it is here. Oh, nice. You uh, gigged? You gigged in America? No. If you, I don't think anyone from uh No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out there without the correct visa and gig there. Okay, I hear you. I would never do that, but hypothetically. No, don't say hypothetically. <laughs> don't because you made your point. You okay, haven't done yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I didn't do that. Okay. Do you know what they couldn't? You know, 
Well, they, I, don't, I don't think. What are they going to do? Stop me coming into the country? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they will do that. Yeah, no, that is that's they're very good at that actually. Yeah, that's actually. I actually I want to get back onto the philosophy of U turning, of U turns, mm. and just like admitting you made a mistake mm. and changing your ways. Mm. We live in a society where you are ridiculed for that. Mm. Uh, if you look at like this list, trust situation now. Obviously, arguably, she's very been she's rightfully been ridiculed. For this but as a society we don't seem to have a lot of respect for people who you know admit their regrets admit their mistakes and and go back on their word that's this is why i think we live in a society where people are so in terms of debate and in terms of discourse people are so hard-headed and they're not willing to like uh soften their stance a little bit because they're like oh man i don't want to show weakness and i have to stay on this point of view you know it's mike's got this opinion because uh kanye's gone okay. anti-semitic okay. and it's now <laughs> i actually am very sad about that <laughs> and you know it's now it's like you know why can't people have a debate <laughs> why can't people talk about the minute it's kanye west well, I'm actually, the minute I... it's kanye west a lot of the online discourse suddenly came like hey hey mental health matters i'm done well, I'm, I'm out you have i'm out of kanye game I, I agree with you what you were saying about the this, the online discourse and things like that. I, I, I'm totally 100% with you. It's just not designed to be a place for discourse. What social media? What yeah. about just in conversation? Well, we do that. We have we have disagreements on things. We've never fallen out over oh, a disagreement. We're special people, though. <laughs> we're special. We're different. I mean, also, you haven't seen his journal, Elliot. So, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you did get to read that, maybe it would be a different story. Oh, my God. That thing that thing would read like uh, something that Ted Kaczynski wrote. <laughs> I don't even that thing, know that is. That's the Unibomber. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> that, Mike's journal's a manifesto. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I always say, I get it uh, out. Do you know what? It, I bet Mike's journal is actually way more boring than you think. It will just be like, there was a lady in the coffee shop with <laughs> red hair today. Is that your impression yeah. of Mike? I wanted, I wanted to go talk to her, <sighs> but I didn't. Why does every, why, why is everyone like that thing was in his journal? Why does everyone like agree that that's what I sound like? I don't sound anything like that. You could do an impression of me. Pilots. That's all I had. That's all I did. I don't know what else. I don't think I've ever talked about my love for Crystal Palace on this podcast. No, I just, I just thought word association. <laughs> Um, toxic masculinity, but I'm soft inside. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm, some weird. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's get back. I could see exactly the brand you're going for. You want you want the soft boys and you want the manly men. I know. I reflected on some of the questions that I asked today because like I say people who follow me, uh, my fan base, they're either very introspective, interlooking people, or they're a member of the Proud Boys. It's yeah. either one or the other. There is no like some. Oh of yeah, things. we we put out a call for uh, sort of. People who had philosophical musing questions, anything. Yeah, and some of the, some of these are not philosophically musing. Some of them are very philosophically musing. I can I, can I do mine first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do let's do, uh, do yours first. Do you do one? I'll do one. Okay, so I I I asked for philosophical musings, ponderings, anything like that. My first one was, "What's your fave movie?" <laughs> That's what someone has asked me. I don't think they understood what I was uh, <laughs> what I was asking for. It's not even even tried to make it on topic in any way. 
whatsoever. Who the fuck asked that? This is anonymous. I, just, I got one that just said, you're cute. Oh, okay. That's that's nice, that's but cool. That is philosophically, I want to ponder that. <laughs> Why are they, how do they get there? Um, my favourite movie, <sighs> Rugrats in Paris. <laughs> or, or Moonlight. <laughs> Rugrats in Paris? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot that was a film. Oh, classic, man. Classic. One film. of the first ones I had on the VHS. Or, and when the Rugrats, remember when they did the crossover with the Wild Fawn Bears? Oh, that was good. That was a banger. And the Rugrats, I used to love the Rugrats one with the monkeys and the dinosaur car and the, the monkeys still That's the train. Rugrats in Paris. No, it isn't. That's not Rugrats they went in Paris. To... That's not Rugrats in Paris. Did they do one where they went to Tokyo? Yes. That one, that one, yeah. Okay, so your favourite movie, you don't even know the location of it. Okay, but also... This is a childhood thing. Any childhood show where they crossed over with another childhood oh, show, fucking sick, bro. That's that. It's unbelievable. Do you remember when the Power Rangers teamed up with the Ninja Turtles? No, they, they teamed up with the Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fucking sick. I was never really that into Power Rangers. I just pretended to be into Power Rangers because everyone else was. And I, I like thinking back to it. It's probably where my childhood need comes from to buy branded clothing to get the approval of people. Started with that with the Power Rangers. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought color coding your shoes with your shirt was the definition of swag. Because mm. that's all the Power Rangers used to dress in the colors of what mm. they were at all times. But yeah. Power Rangers, when they teamed up with the Newton Turtles, that might have been my first boner. What? That's the first time I ever got like so excited. I just got an erection. Do you know what my first boner was? What? Uh, Matisha Adams from the Adams Family. Oh, yeah. That was my first ever. Her oh, husband, used they, they were fucking. They were fucking. He used to like kiss her arm, my beautiful, my sweethearts. That was my first ever. That was my... Like when I was four or five, I saw that and was like, what? I don't know what this feeling is. Do you remember you'd have that as a kid? You'd be horny, but you didn't know what it was. Mm. Were you into golf girls? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Still now? No. No, no. no. Even Wednesday, Adam, she was kind of cute. When you were when I was child. When I was a child, she was cute. Also, um, uh, the one from the tweenies, Bella. I thought you were about to say the hand. <laughs> the hand just, I thought you were about to say thing with the hand. I was about to be like, what? That was a banging theme tune. Did it didn't. Yeah, they smashed it. What was your favorite movie? That's a very weighted question. No, I think it is. <sighs> I'm gonna say Goodfellas. I'm gonna go for it. I know it's the, I know it's like what everyone chooses, but well, I'll I'll tell you why. Goodfellas I know The Godfather is cinematically a better film, but I think the Goodfellas is more watchable. As in the Godfather, don't get me wrong, like it's always between those two, but I think you put on Goodfellas, you, I can watch, it could be on ITV2 at night, I'll put it on just as like in the background, I'll watch it adverts and all. I rap it really are. Yeah, the, whereas the Godfather, like you really have to be watching it and you have to watch it several times to yeah. get all the things that are going on. It's a, it's a heavier movie. Yeah, I've always wanted to lead someone through the kitchen into the restaurant like he did. Oh, bro, that... That scene. And he just knows everyone he's doing a yeah. handshake. Yeah, yeah. I would love to do that at a comedy club, but instead I stand awkwardly in line <laughs> with everyone else. I got I got a good this is a good question. This guy, this guy, I'm not gonna out him, but he sent it in. Yeah, he thought he was being anonymous and he just he just sent it in straight up. But God bless him. So this is uh this is a bit more of a moral dilemma, a predicament. Okay, let's go, let's go. This young man is in. Who we're not gonna name, even though. We're not gonna name. Girlfriend is best friends with her ex. I wanna kick his head in so badly. Is it worth it? What 
we need to get to the core of this. Mm. It seems like an insecurity, which is a fair insecurity to have, your mm. girlfriend still being friends with somebody who used to put his penis inside of her. Uh, that that would cause you a little bit of angst. Mm -hmm. But you have to ask yourself, what is about their relationship that threatens you? Is it the fact that he used to put his penis? Yeah. Like, probably. As part do, of it. do you know what? It's actually... Here's the thing, like, you got to ask yourself several questions with this one. I several? Think. Yeah. Four. Well, I'd say, is it you can have the conversation with your girlfriend where you go, this guy makes me uncomfortable. I don't like the fact that you two used to be together. I don't like the fact that you're hanging out. The fact that you guys used to not just be intimate in bed together, but you, you just sat there and laughed with each other and all that. They have memes that yeah. they share. Yeah. Send some TikToks. Oh, he'll have like a little pet name for her and stuff. Mm. Like That makes me uncomfortable. And if she's like, no, you're being silly, that's so... Be like, cool, I've just opened up emotionally to you and you've completely rejected it because women are sensational at that, especially I'm going to take it that this guy's a little bit younger than we are. When you're in... You know how. You I, I didn't really look for his profile, for, but um, it just seems like a kind of younger person question. Uh, I also, like, don't... Like, you go kick this guy's head in, bro. That ain't going to do shit. Secondly, ask yourself this. Can you kick his head in? Thirdly, if you kick his head in, it will not end there. Like, is his, he, does he have an older brother? Does he have some cousins who don't fuck about? Yeah. Like, you can just end up getting yourself... he got a cauliflower ear. Bro, yeah. you can end up in a lot of trouble if you just want to go... Don't just go to violence because that seems like... Because you're angry. Because you're, yeah. you're going to end up in a lot of trouble. So man. let's discount the violence and just let's deal with it on an emotional level try and talk to her and ask her like uh what is it about uh this relationship with him that she still feels that she needs that she can't let go of even though now you're now in the picture uh you gotta ask, ask her that mm. uh, see what you see what she says she might have never thought about your point of view yeah she should be being reasonable about this process. And, and befriend your ex also see, see how she feels yeah yeah that's a great yeah bro, do you know what Fuck all the intelligent stuff we just said you become best friend with your Tip ex. You go back and you you sit there and you giggle with each other and you meet for coffee. You start really tit for tit. You know, yeah, go for it. Like really, befriend her ex as well yeah. and come better friends, dude. The only thing to do it, you've you've got to become gay, mm -hmm. and you've now got to fuck her ex. That I, is the only answer here. I so like put down the violence. Up. And be and make love, bro. Make love. Make love, not violence. You know what I mean? That's you. You know this is the answer here. I you, see. I see no flaws. You. You know. And you. You. You just got to, in your mind. You got to be like she was able to do it. I'm able to suck this dick. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what did you think you were gonna get when you wrote into us for help? <laughs> Let's see how that. See how that goes. No, no. Let, let's just give you a genuine bit of advice, though. Like I, we, we did. We, so, we gave Zub, but I don't just want to. Um, yeah, we're trying to be entertaining here, bruv. But, like, no, nah, just talk to your girl about it. And if she... Well, I'll, I'll give you this. My girl used to speak to her ex, yeah? And it fucking bothered me. And this is the thing, like, when you're dealing with women and stuff like that, they want you to emotionally open up to them until you Outreach. fucking do. And then they're going to have... Then they're going to have, like, this whole... Do you see this is a classic example, yeah, of why men and women are different? Because his way of dealing with it is immediate violence against another man. 
Whereas her way of dealing with it is going to be completely di- girls won't have that like it with guys it's just immediately usually to i want to i don't like this person i want to fuck them up i want to kick yeah yeah and that that's do not do that right that's a bad thing but if you and hopefully your girl's just cool with it and she understands that you can have a chat about it and don't get angry don't say you want to kick his head in yeah but you've just got to go this guy makes me uncomfortable i don't like you used to have a relationship and if she's getting funny about it be like you wouldn't like it if I was hanging out with my ex or messaging my ex. And my, my girl, uh, we had a thing about this at one point. And then, uh, so take my advice, bro, because otherwise you end up doing what I did and you end up going over there and fucking helping him move. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Wow, how did we get there? I just like, ended up going over there. Well, I had to go over there and help him fucking move house one day. I thought you went over there for seeking violence no and you ended up no i got a message like hi oh, you've got like a load of stuff he has to get out and are you able to come help it would really be helpful it would really mean a lot to me could you come so i had to go over there fucking drink a match of tea with this guy who used to be a banker so always shit's fucking better than mine yeah oh oh all this stuff's better than mine after i'd also heard how much of a cunt he'd been to my girlfriend so i'm over there like wanting to fucking rip his head off and uh, then he gave me a really nice TV stand, and I found out I found out my price. My pri- he didn't even give me it, you know. I went, "What are you doing with that TV stand?" And he was like, uh, uh, "You can have it." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." So the next day, I went back with my girl with her car to pick it up. That's a win, I, bro. I got a TV stand out of it. That's that's that's, that's a, see, what, see what happens when you communicate. I was I made my girl drive through the congestion charge zone. <laughs> <laughs> to get me this TV and that- to relive the memories of oh. <laughs> <laughs> abusive ex. Uh, yeah, they went upstairs and like took them ages to get it. But I, I just waited in the car. <laughs> That's a win. There was handprints all over. <laughs> That's a win for you. Listen, violence never solves anything but wars. So you know, just remember that. Um, my next philosophical what? What's your sign? Okay, I don't think anybody really was taking my. What the fuck are these? Who, who follows you, bro? I don't know. Probably thirteen-year-olds. Clearly, uh, I'm a Gemini. All right, I'm I'm a Leo. There we go. That's that question done. Why? Why? <laughs> let's let's delve into it a little bit. <laughs> Roman, do you have any uh, astrological beliefs? Uh, no, not at all. I'm a Scorpio, and generally, if I meet women and I tell them, they usually react by going, "Ooh, oh, yeah." I have no idea. I feel like me. they would say that to any single sign. They all they all fucking do that. Apparently, I'm a very classic Leo. What does that mean? Oh, because all all the star sign stuff is, is it's very basic pop psychology that you can apply to anyone. Yeah. So they'll be like, oh, you're such a Leo. Yeah, no, that explains why you do comedy because Leos are usually like, they're quite creative. They're quite feisty. They're quite, you know, like everyone thinks that about themselves. Yeah. Everyone has that about themselves. That I, I have a feel that people look at star signs for advice because being a human being, mm. it's very hard. And so to have a guide that's literally telling you, you are this, you are that. And you're like, oh, I could just build, put this personality upon me and make life a bit easier. So when I try and think of it like that, I'm like, I try and sympathize mm. who people into their star signs. Because they're like, they're just trying to get by and understand themselves. I, 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 do you know what? I think one day you're going to be into something like that. It'd yeah. Be, it'd be very Mike, wouldn't it, Roman, for Mike to suddenly like turn up as a Scientologist one day or something. Okay. Why'd you go there? <laughs> It would, but he'd, he'd like, he'd, he'd, uh, do you know what? I know what my son, at first he wouldn't be like, he's just like, no, I just I just did the test and you know, it's worth doing. 
It's worth trying out. Just you know, but what? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. I mean, a few months. He's like, uh, yeah, um, you know, my lord, whatever they are. I'm a level seven. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, look, I'm level two. And my level seven above me has told me I'm not allowed to speak to you anymore. I think I would. Yeah, I think there is something in me that uh, wants answers. Yeah, you've got. You could end up in a cult. Yeah. Do you think I would try? I think I would try and like subtly convert you. I think I could get far. I'm, yeah, but I'm not who you want in a cult. I'm one of those people who end up in the cult and then the next thing you know, Waco season happens <laughs> and there's a fire and people, or, or we're, all, we're all killing ourselves to ascend to, to ascend to the spaceship. Yeah, you'd be the catalyst for the Netflix documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was, it was great. And then, you know, at the end of the episode, they introduced me <laughs> and that was until Elliot joined. And <laughs> you're like, oh, oh you got to watch the next episode. And, you know, Elliot, he was smart, he was trying to, it's a little bit of, Aggressive, but you, you got on with him, and then like within a few episodes, it's yeah. all like, no, we all need to fuck each other. In there. <laughs> As that every cult ends, one guy just starts it, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, but look, we all need to fuck each other. Yeah, okay? that's what what needs to go down here. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, maybe I think I have that in me. I need to work on that. Just out of interest, uh, what was your star sign again, Mike? I'm a Gemini. A Gemini. Yeah. Can you? And, and you were a Leo, weren't you? Yeah. Are we compatible? Well, that's what I was checking. I was checking to see the compatibility. See, Leos are most compatible with other fire signs. So Ooh. Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Ooh. But they also get along with air signs. So Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's seven out of the possible other 11 that I'm getting on with, is it? Can you put us into a, a relationship like combiner to see if... See if it works. Yeah. See if we make sense together. I mean, to be honest with you, this podcast is pretty much that in itself, really. Yeah, yeah. No, we should end our friendship immediately. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it. Uh, I think like we we could work as a couple, uh, in in the sense that we're both to a point agreeable. What? We're both. <laughs> we both don't shut things down straight away, although I more than you. I'm more accessible than you, but you come around. Okay. I'm not saying we're gonna fuck, but I'm saying it kind of sounds like it. <laughs> it absolutely sounds like it. This is, could you imagine if this was if I was a female host? How inappropriate <laughs> that would for some reason with guys it's funny. But if you were to just imagine like my name was Elietta or something, or Ellie would have been the easier one. Elietta. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Who the fuck has ever been called Elietta? Don't try don't try to put me under the bus after you've just basically gone and explained I would work as a couple. <laughs> Elia. But um so yeah. I think I think we were I think um the I don't think the public would accept it. I think the the racial tension. Yeah, I wouldn't want to hold hands with you. Yeah, the the be a lot of racial tension. Be um. Yeah, no, I don't think it would work, bro. Fair but enough. Maybe maybe it would. Let's look it up on the star sign thing if we we can go together. Well, but if we're Leos or Leos and what are you Aries. Uh, Gemini. Gemini. Don't remember my... <laughs> <sighs> I don't even remember my sign. Anything I oh say. Gosh, this is not a good start to the relationship. No, it's awful. But Leo's and Gemini's. Yeah, we get on. You're compatible. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, uh, it says, um, yeah, air signs. Yeah, also have dynamic, fast-paced energy and could work well for a Leo. Do you have dynamic, fast-paced energy, me? Mike? Yeah. I can do. It's not my default setting. 
the guy did 25 minutes out of 40 minutes. That's how fast paced his energy is. That's his, that's going to be his excuse when the show manager asks. It felt like asks his agent why he fucked off. <laughs> I got dynamic, fast paced energy. What it takes someone to do in 40, I do in 25. I got a couple more which are actually a bit more. Got. But you want to go in order? Well, we we're going in an order. I got some actual good ones, like with philosophy. Okay. Not that yours weren't good. I mean, they they weren't. <laughs> I wish people sent them in not anonymously so I could shame them. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a very good one that I got right, and it, and it's leaning on for. Oh, someone. all yours are fucking long. Yeah. So and someone someone asked like a very similar question, but this one sort of makes it a bit wider. Could you argue all offending rehabilitation programs are immediately destined to fail because of preconceptions, lack of funding, and no follow-up when those involved have little to no incentives to participate other than to tick a box? Fuck me, but that is a long question. I don't know. <sighs> Do you know, we had Ginger J on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Kind of uh, addressed this a yeah. little bit in terms of coming out of the system and things not being in place for people to prosper. It's almost like designed for inmates to go back in again in terms of they find themselves a job, but the other side is slow with the paperwork or they're like, we don't like these hours that you're trying mm. to work or uh, housing is messed up and... Uh, yeah, I, I think there are a lot of things where, where it stops inmates. I was asking specifically about inmates. Yeah, I guess so. Well, the other person was asking it about sex offenders. Yeah, let's keep it to inmates. The inmates is better. Uh, it makes it a bit wider. You can, you know. Yeah, I, I think things are in place where it makes it hard for people to fully complete their redemption arc uh, and, and, and puts things back where they are attracted back to a life of crime because there's no other uh, ways yeah uh, but there's so there's a preconception but at what point does someone do is everyone i guess the wider thing is is everyone forgivable i mean what, what by what context if you've been let's say forgiven by the victims of somebody you murdered mm. how, well, how would the victims of the people if you've murdered them how do they forgive you well their family are victims uh, oh okay their family are the victims so <laughs> also them themselves have, are the main victim but let's say You've been forgiven by the family of somebody that you murdered. Yeah. Do you need anybody else's forgiveness? That's a good question. I guess I guess it's down to like you know your yeah your own personal view on the matter. If I killed you, somebody, let's say you, I've killed somebody, mm -hmm. and the family's forgiven me. <laughs> suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're such a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on parole. Did you, did you get the letter from from uh, from what's his name? Who's that cunt? I uh, yeah, his mum. Did she send the letter in? Yeah, good, isn't it? So let's uh, let's end this. Let's uh, let's get this cracking. I want to be out of here. Fucking hell. Okay. Did she send any money? By the way, did she gonna? Am I going to be compensated for the time I served for the murder? Now that the son, she's forget. Now that the mum's okay. forgiven me. Let's say, in another example, mm. you've not been forgiven mm. by the uh, the family of the person you murdered, but you are fully on a path of redemption. Mm. You got a a job where you talk to people in crime, and then you're trying to get them on the straight and now. You haven't committed one crime since. You fully redeemed yourself. You fully turned your life around. Given your life to God, maybe. But that family... Why, why, why do you got to give your life to God? Let's just say, just, you know, let, we're associating it with purity. Not that you need religion to be pure, but let's say, like, 
I think giving your life to God and using that as an excuse for that you've redeemed yourself is as fucking bogus as that little skit I did about the mum sending in the letter. I think that, that what, what does that mean you've given your life to God? Okay, but let's say it's a genuine thing where you've given your life. No, but the, the, why, why, do, why is it I become religious? I'm, it's suddenly like a good thing. Because you're using the the foundations of religion, all the good things within religion. But how, how do you know that? I could just be lying. But let's say the foundations of religion are what? Being a good moral, having a good moral compass. And spreading the word of God and getting more people into the religion. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like I'm going like, oh, it's back to Scientology. Like, how's it, how's that not just doing it? Like, if I went into, if I went into prison and then went, oh, well, I've become a Scientologist now, so I should be forgiven. I've, I've, that, that's a pure thing. Everyone would be like, what are you on, you fucking lunatic? If I go in there and come Christian, suddenly, oh, he's changed his life around. Yeah, because Christianity is verified. Christianity's got a blue tick. Okay, fair, okay. Scientology's new. Yeah. That's why it's weird. Scientology's like a, a, a Kanye West of Twitter, like they had to deplatform it. If, 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 if Christianity was introduced 20 years ago, mm. everyone would be like, that's weird. Because it's new. Yeah, because if you heard that story as an adult. But it's because the fact that the story has lasted over centuries. I, and I, like, I, by the way, I like the Bible. I think the Bible has sort of got some amazing stories in it. I just Shut up, man. It does. What's, what's that even mean? Uh, it's got, it's got, it's right, got what's, your, what's your top three favorite Bible stories? I like the one where, the, uh, what's his name, where he rises after a few days after being a caterpillar. <laughs> You're such an idiot. You know, that's just calling the caterpillar. And I believe it, it's in Palms 317, the righteous caterpillar. Okay. Let's Number two. Smite down on. Number two favorite Bible story. Um, I like the one where Jesus feeds the 5,000 with just two loaves of fish and some, two, two fish and some loaves of bread. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What'd you like about it? Just, you know, it's a good story. <laughs> Cracks on with his life, isn't it? He's doing all right. All right. I, I, look, here's what I like about the, the Bible. Like, if you read the book of Genesis or anything like that, it is an incredibly, um, it's an incredibly interesting book. But it's, it's if you t if you look back beyond what was religion before Christianity, you're able to find that Christianity is just basically the basis of it is a carbon copy of. It kind of goes uh, into astrology in an odd way because. The, it's the idea that the sun, the son of God, is at the center of the universe, and that there's twelve disciples. Well, there's twelve signs of the zodiac, and they, they all go Why around the sun. You, astrology could have stolen from the Bible. No, because this is way before. This is like pagan religion. Yes, but they're using like not the idea of star signs and stuff, but it was like you look at where the planets place, and they had like an understanding of basic mathematics, but weren't able to explain the rest of the stuff. So religion made sense. We now are able to explain a lot more of, of the rest of the stuff, but religion is now just like yeah but i kind of invested my childhood in this so i'm you telling me there weren't two animals of every kind on that is that what you're trying to tell no me? but i'd say like modern christians would look at the bible and go well no that obviously never happened but it's about the moral teachings of it and in the old testament the moral teachings were you fucking did what <laughs> you're gonna fucking pray for this yeah, it's very angry. <laughs> like, and then the New Testament was like, guys, let's chill, chill out. out. Yay! Bit of a PR spin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God Not got with PR. the gays, though, but just everything else. That, yeah. that state, that part state. They need to do a, a third Bible, which is what Mormons believe. Okay. Jo I believe it's Joseph Smith. Mormons don't believe in black people. 
<laughs> well, yeah, because yeah, they believe that black people got like a terrible plague or something. Yeah, and that's they? why we are black. And that's why, yeah. That's why Mitt Romney didn't win that election. It was a big part. Everyone was just like reading into Mormonism a bit more like, what the fuck? It is insane. Mormonism is a, but it is like a dude down the pub. Mm. Came up, and I get fifteen wives. Yeah, what God told me, and only me, and He gave me these golden, these golden tablets that nobody else has seen because I lost them. That's Jack and the Beanstalk, bro. No, no, I swear to God, Joseph Smith. He, got, I think he got given like the golden tablets when G, they're like when Jesus died, he resurrected in America. Mm, okay, and then uh, like did a load of things in America, even though it would have been with the indigenous population of America and not the European colonizing people of America. He left his tablets and an angel came to Joseph Smith and said, hey, look, here's where the tablets are. And he was reading them and he was, he was like, oh, fucking hell, the Bible. The Did fruit. you learn this all from the musical? Yeah. Okay. And uh, and also, like, I've seen documentaries on it and stuff. Because they, they started to go into live in Mexico, the Mormons, and started getting, the cartel started shooting them up. They pissed off the cartel. Our conversations have no structure whatsoever. No, that's why people like. <laughs> I was making a point. I was making a point. Uh, let's say you've fully, in yourself, you have redeemed, and oh, no. you, your intentions. Discover Mormonism. Let's say you have, and your intentions are pure, mm. right? To the outsider looking in, that you'd be like, that guy has fully turned his situation around. Yeah. But the family of the person you killed hasn't forgiven you. Can you? Have, are you redeemed? <sighs> I guess if you've made the decision in your life to change as a person, then you have shown a sign of redemption and that's all you can do as a human to grow. And you don't need anyone else's validation. I think you would want the person's validation and you'd want the forgiveness, but they don't owe you that. They don't? They don't owe you that. They don't owe you And you can't try and force them. You could. Through knife. You point. could. You could go <laughs> and be like, see what I did to <laughs> fucking brother? I'll do it to you unless you forgive me. But I don't. I think that's going to cause a few more. I, I think you're then going back on everything else that you've done. I agree. And if it, you know, why are you forgiving me? Also, give, give me your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing about for forgiveness. Is it internal or is it external? Yeah. Have you ever forgiven? Have you forgiven people? Or do you just keep it all in your diary? I keep a lot of it in my diary. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I. Uh, I have an unhealthy thing where I don't like confronting people. Mm. I prefer to just be like, keep a cool. Yeah. I'm getting better at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have discussions where we disagree on things. Oh, yeah. We've never had a falling out over him, but there's been things we've disagreed on. Disagreed on and we just get to a point where we're like, well, let's just talk it out and yeah, reach, reach a point. So I'm, I'm getting better at that. But most times I don't need to... I don't think I need any need forgiveness. I need anybody's telling me that they're sorry for something. Mm, forgiveness begins with yourself, I guess. Even right. and also, I always bring up Carl Young. You got to explore your dark side, man. We're all capable of bad things, and it's understanding that you're capable of these bad things. Now, that's not a good legal defense. No, but it is. You know, it is part of the human experience. As we all do, we all do wrong. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you have another quote? We'll do. We'll do one more. Of each, and then we'll wrap this episode up and continue it on the Patreon. Yeah, I got one from Maddie Campion. I don't know if I was supposed to say. Okay. No, it wasn't bad. She's another comedian. Yeah. She said, why be the bigger man in the situation when revenge feels better? Oh, that's a very fucking... I don't like that you said he said it because I like Maddie, so now I can't like lay into the question as much. Then you can lay into it. 
that's a very fucking someone who listens to Taylor Swift thing to say, isn't it? You just said that because you know it's a white woman. Yeah, but it, it, do you know what that is? Taylor Swift is to white women what having like a picture of fucking uh, Robert De Niro in Goodfellas is to men. Do you know what I mean? Or having a picture of Scarface. Taylor Swift is white women Andrew Tate. <laughs> you... It is, isn't it? Taylor Swift is just white woman Andrew Tate. Yeah, I'm going to go get revenge on my ex-boyfriend. Oh. And, that's, and then white women are like... There is, uh, it's, it's, it's exactly, it's just fucking, no what are you actually saying? Good reason for you to make this about Taylor Swift and hating what, what, white what, women. What was she getting revenge on? Is she what is what is she fucking? She's what, is, she, is she John Wick? <laughs> what, 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 there's a scale of revenge. Has someone killed her dog <laughs> and she's gone out there and taken out the whole of Russian mob? Why, why are you or, ridiculing this one when we've had fucking? Oh, my girlfriend has another friend. Yeah, but he, that's not just another friend. It's another. We told that guy to get revenge. Yeah. Do you know what? She's right. Get revenge. It is sweet. But she's saying, why? Why be the bigger man? I guess the thing is. Because I, I, I tell you why, in my opinion. You don't know what the consequences of revenge are. When first embarking on a journey of revenge, remember to dig two graves. Fucking hell. Where is that from? Deep. Yeah, is that man. from Power Rangers? That is from the Power Rangers Tinger. <laughs> Teenage, teenage Ninja Mutant Turtle crossover, Donatello, <laughs> and then he he says uh, he says Cowabunga, dude! <laughs> when first when first going on embarking on the journey of revenge, <laughs> you gotta remember to do a kickflip, man. <laughs> I feel like revenge probably never uh, fills the hole mm. in your heart that the pain really came from, unless you're gonna do it like Dead Man Two style, where you fucking hang yourself in front of him. Do you remember when you asked me what you'd do if you started dating Dua Lipa? Yeah. Yeah. You said you would kill yourself in front of us. I would. I would ruin your relationship. <laughs> I'd jump, I'd find out where they were going for dinner, yeah. I'd ask Mike. I'd be like, where are you doing do going for dinner tonight? And you'd tell me. And I'd find a building near it and just fall off it. Like, you know, in The Departed, when he just, in front of Leonardo DiCaprio. You are underestimating how quickly we'd go back to see it. I was looking you'd still make the dinner. <laughs> Just walk over your body. No. <laughs> I wouldn't recognize your face anyway. No, but I'm saying like, I'm there and you guys are like screaming and she can't, she can't ever look at you in your eyes again without being reminded of the day that I, I died in front I'd of you. I'd be okay with that. You'd, you'd get, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> you'd, forgive, you'd forgive yourself. I'd forgive myself for doing this to you. No, I like, I like Maddie. I think that's a good... It is a no, you good don't. You I, I do destroyed. like Maddie. I really like Maddie. Don't I think try she's cool and, as fuck. Don't pretend, pretend like you like the question. No, no, no. I just don't understand in what is the context of the revenge being asked to do. It's a general philosophical pondering. Okay, but I need specifics because I'm on the spectrum probably. Uh, let's say uh, in uh, a donut store, yeah. someone pushes in line, gets the last donut that you wanted. Well, what's what's the revenge? Do I go out and beat the fuck out of him for that? Is that worthy of that? You punched him in the back of the head. Ooh, I think that's too excessive to donkey punch someone for getting the last donut. They're, you're walking out, they're walking out, about to take a bite of the donut. Smack the donut onto their hand, onto the floor. Yes, that's fine, but then you have to be ready to deal with the repercussions. That's the two. run. What if they're faster than you? Well, then you explain yourself. You took the <laughs> so you, mm. ran, you smacked the donut <laughs> on the hand, you ran, they've got out of you. Like, and then you go, wait, wait, wait. You took the last donut. Uh, well, why didn't you start with? Why didn't you point that out to me? I didn't know you was in line. Yeah, do you know what? There's been so many fights in school where my reaction was to run and then realize I'm too tired and I just go in the fetal position. <laughs> I used to do that. <laughs> and I no, 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 no. 
uh, man. What, no. what, what do you think on it? Do you think you should uh, be mindful? Well, as somebody who's uh, a study of the, the Stoic philosophy, mm -hmm. I say focus what's in your control. And my anger is an emotion that doesn't have to control my actions. So now I just be a pussy and just get another donut. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, just I, but I, I think it is dependent on what the revenge is. Like I, I totally understand if you know. I, uh, you know, because there is this thing like I just I think you're more at peace when you don't need revenge. Yeah. Forgiveness is and forgiving someone doesn't mean you accept them. Forgiving yeah. is like I'm for my peace of mind. I'm moving on with this. I'm not going to allow this to eat me anymore. Whereas when you go and do something that is vengeful. You're going to, you know, you're, it's on your mind a lot. It's about getting one back over this person. And you no. try, have to try and understand someone else's point of view, even at their worst. You know, that person, their wife could have died. Mm. And now, so they want the donut. Yeah, because they need comfort. Right. right. So if your wife dies, you you get to push in front of... I mean, that's fair. If your wife dies, you get five days of being able to go to the front of a queue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wear a badge. Yeah, yeah, My wife... <laughs> my, my wife has died. And after five days, you got to give that badge in. And then now you're in the ice cream parlor and the kid's fucking up your spring. <laughs> <laughs> who can be mad at who? We don't know. Just, you know. <laughs> I think that's a good way to, to, to wrap this one up, man. This has been... Uh, this has been a lot of fun, man. It's been a fun episode, man. Sometimes it's good on the main to just... You know, we don't always need a feature. No, we've got some wicked features coming up for you guys. We've got as well. some, some really cool people coming up in the future, but today it's just us. And uh... I'm very excited for some of the people we got coming on, actually. It's insane that we're able to get them. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, thank you for supporting the podcast. If you like the podcast, go on the YouTube, subscribe, give us a like and stuff and a comment. It really helps out with the algorithm or share it with someone you know because this podcast is starting to grow and stuff. And, the more of you we could get on board, the more soon we can uh, start doing live shows and stuff and like stand-up stuff and fucking have a few of you guys along. And that'd be amazing, man. That's, you know, we really appreciate you guys. For sure. Also, random, if anybody knows an uh, actual philosopher lecturer uh, or, or is one, yeah, we're trying to get one on the pod. We've done no work to actually do it. So Wait, I, I've asked a couple of people and uh, they, they did respond. This isn't about philosophy at all. Uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> we, we, but we would love to have someone on who is, uh, you know, uh, an actual philosopher. That sometimes when we do ask the fan base to come on, some of you get a bit aggressive in the comments and try to jump with our style of humour, and it does come across as... Yeah, we, don't, but, we don't know you. We don't know you like that, bro. Um, <laughs> please. We appreciate you. We yeah. just don't know you. Yeah, that, there's no need to say that, but mm. thanks. <laughs> Be yourselves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, appreciate you and uh, see you next time. Just take a little five. Yeah, five minute break. Sweet. What are we going to talk about on the Patreon? Uh, we can continue doing right. a couple more of these.